Hey, what's up, family? It's Coach Josh, and in today's video, we're going to be talking about generational curses and really beginning to talk about what you will leave to your children's children or what will your children inherit from you. But let's get right into uh, the scripture that we're going to have for our foundation, which is Proverbs 13, 22, which says, a wise man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. That verse is one of those verses that's very paramount for me because right now I'm thinking about my daughter's children. See, that's what a wise man does. But unfortunately, a lot of people are not wise and they're not thinking about their children's children. And they're going to set their children up to fail because they didn't properly sail. They didn't properly prevail. And so the things that I want you to process today, walk with me because I really want you to think about whether or not you're truly thinking about your children's children. But contrary to proper belief, We'll start here. Everyone will leave their children's children something. Each and every one of us will leave an inheritance. The question is, what kind of inheritance? Will it be a good inheritance or a bad inheritance? And when you begin to think about that, you will begin to think about the individual that you are and begin to see what you need to do or what adjustments you need to make to ensure that your children's children will make it in life. And so there's a few points that I want to go over real quick, but we're going to be talking about these three things. You can write these things down. We're going to be talking about or defining generational curses. We're going to define what a generational cure is, and we're going to talk about generational causes. We'll switch it. We're going to be talking about generational curses, generational causes, and generational cures, because we want to cure those particular curses that may be in our lives. But well, I have some few points that I'm going to share before I get into that. Uh, the first thing I wrote is generational curses or family lineages, things that's been passed down, has either been adapted or adopted. A lot of the things that's being passed down through families generationally is through either we adapted to the culture or adapted to the traditions, adapted to the philosophies, adapted to the mentality, or we have adopted it. We actually believe that it's good to have, right? And one thing that I want to share with you that I said uh, to a group of people before I said, it's going to be very difficult for you and I to craft a legacy that we that will hold the generations beyond us if we haven't patched up the holes of the generations before us. It's going to be very hard for us to craft a legacy that will hold the generations beyond us if we haven't first patched up the holes of the generations before us. What do I mean by that? Right now, we're living a legacy and we will leave a legacy. The thing about us, each and every one of us will be monuments. That's why in order for us to be good monuments that our children's children can appreciate, we have to live monumentally. We have to be monumental. We have to make sure that we tap into our full potential, make sure that we adhere to biblical credentials to ensure that we establish ourselves as a monument where people look at granddad when you're a grandfather, look at you as a grandmother said, I'm so glad that he or she left a holistic inheritance. But we have to craft that legacy. We right now, we're our legs and what we can see, we determine our legacy and we get to craft it. And so it doesn't matter what was crafted for you. You, through the help of the Holy Spirit, can craft a kingdom-building generation, generational legacy that will sustain your children's children. And so right now, what have you adapted to? 
or have adopted. Right now, are you even thinking about your legacy? Like, like, are you even thinking about the strength in your kids' legs and, and, and what you will uh, afford them to see? That's what legacy is. Legacy is where you will give your children strength in their legs. They'll feel confident. They'll feel bold. They will chart in pioneer courses. They will be successful. And they will be afforded to see a life that God predestined for them to see. But it's our responsibility. Point number two, some curses generationally are, are original or additional. Some generational curses are original or additional. Original means these demons made sure that what your father did, great-grandfather did, or great-grandfather, whatever it is, did, you will do. That's an original curse that's been passed down. An additional curse is how you responded to the original curse. Meaning some people, because of what their what they dad did or didn't do, or what their mom did or didn't do, now they've cultivated a new curse into their life. Now, mama may not have been an alcoholic, but since mom dealt with anxiety, she dealt with her anxiety different, but now you're dealing with your anxiety differently. So that's an additional curse that could be passed down to your children's children. So I want you guys to start thinking about what, uh, the, uh, what, what, you, what you have adapted to or adopted. What, what, what type of curses are you entertaining? Original ones or are you creating additional ones? And next point, if not cured, if the generational curse is not cured, if that generational gap in your life is not cured, they will carry over to your children's children. Once you made a child or once you're getting married, once you start living life, you're living life not just for you. You're living life for, for the, the, the children beyond you. And a lot of successful people will say, well, coach, you know, I, I've built my life financially. I'm professionally successful, but we don't understand that God wants us to leave a holistic blessing, a holistic inheritance. See, a lot of people, they, they've given their kids great houses. I mean, great opportunities. They, they live in an amazing house. They, they, they have a will and they will leave a lot of money. But what would you leave to them mentally? What will you leave to them emotionally? What will you leave to them spiritually? What will you leave to them physically? Because if you have holes in, in, in those areas, then you're going to be passing those, those issues down to your children's children. Now, let's go ahead and define what a generational curse is. And then we're going to go into generational causes. And then we're going to go into generational cures and how to cure those generational curses. So go ahead and share this video with those you feel will be blessed by it. The definition of a generational curse is this. A generational curse is a term often used to describe negative patterns, behaviors, or consequences that are believed to be passed down through successive generations within a family. These curses are often associated with unresolved issues, traumas, negative behaviors that affect individuals with the family lineage. Generational curses may manifest in various forms, such as financial struggles, relationship challenges, health issues, or destructive patterns or behaviors. So we see a generational curse is described as negative patterns or behaviors or consequences, meaning that a generational curse could be because mama didn't do what she did, because daddy didn't do what he did. It caused dysfunction or a consequence in your life. 
And now you have to deal with because you're not mature enough at seven, six, eight years old, 13, 14, 15 years old, because you wasn't mature at those ages. Now you are unable to reach the stages that God designed for you because of their consequence. And the devil knows the best way to keep a generational curse being passed down is to ensure there's no spiritual foundation, that there's no spiritual disciplines, that there's no spiritual understanding. Because those generational curses can't be broken if the house has stayed broken, right? It says these curses are often associated with unresolved issues, traumas, or negative behaviors that affect individuals within a family lineage. So how many people in your life right now, you just automatically think of what has been passed down from your parents' parents, what has been passed down uh, uh, from your greats, right? That ain't so great in your life right now. Generational curses may manifest in various forms. So, see, generational curses, you can be entertaining them unaware. Right now, you could literally be entertaining particular curses unaware, and they won't manifest until you're 25. So you don't even know. Give me one second. You don't even know that the thing that you're dealing with right now have been wrestling with, you don't even know if it's a generational curse until you're married. And since marriage is a magnifying glass, only magnifies what's on the end different things they manifest over time but they incubate inside of you and so when you think of it from that standpoint give me one second I think my internet's got kind of low give me one second it's probably no coincidence that i'm talking about this that now my wi-fi wants to act up can someone give me a thumbs up let me know that you guys can hear me i just want to make sure um that you guys can hear me there we go now we're back okay good 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 all right, so we see a lot of people don't even know that there, there's curses incubating in their lives. And they're like, why can I get ahead or why am I so stagnant? It's because there's something incubating on the inside of you, keeping you from being who you need to be. Generational curses may uh, manifest in various forms, such as financial struggles, relationship challenges, health issues, or destructive patterns of behavior. Thank you so much, uh, Bethina. I appreciate you. Now, here are generational causes, but before we get into causes, you can see that 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 curses are negative patterns, behaviors or consequences. The enemy knows that the best way to ensure these things stays in one's life is to make sure they are unaware of it in their life. Now, let's talk about what causes these generational curses to be passed down generation. The reason why I'm going over this is because my, my mission in life is to help you guys grow holistically for God's optimal use. The key word is holistically. A lot of people, the reason why they're not experiencing true success is because they have holes and mess. They have holes in their life and have mess in their life in areas that they have overlooked because they don't think it's necessary for them to look at in order for them to have success. But it's, it's, it's imperative for us to look at all the holes in our lives. Some of us, we have generational holes. We have personal holes, whether spiritual, mental, emotional, physical. Some of us, we have relationship holes or relational holes. And some of us have professional holes. In order for us to hold the things in life, we have to be whole in our life. Because why would God pour a generationalist, 
an individual who cares about their children's children, why would he pour that individual as a spouse in your life if you have generational holes in your life? Why would God pour a kingdom man, a kingdom woman into your life if you have holes in your life? So God wants us to be whole. So one of the holes that we're addressing now is generational. And some of us, we have holes in our lives that was punctured into our lives from the different experience of our lives, keeping us from living the life that God designed for us to live. And so you have to assess, are you truly your best and really test to see what holes are in me, right? So here are some generational causes. I'm going to do, I know I'm going to do three or four, but I may do others. But for time's sake, I'm going to go over the first one. Spiritual warfare. Generational curses are seen as part of this spiritual warfare with Satan seeking to perpetuate negative patterns and hinder the flourishing of individuals, families, and the kingdom of God. It's a spiritual warfare tool. And since a lot of believers are not self-aware, and, and since a lot of believers are ignorant in this area, then it's a spiritual warfare weapon used against the individual. And so when you begin to think of it from that standpoint, you'll be like, I got to make sure that I point out those holes in my life so that those things won't be used against me in spiritual warfare against my marriage. Do you know a lot of marriages are being self-destructed based upon the holes in the life of individuals that this person is struggling with a daddy issue hole, a mama issue hole, an insecurity hole, a, a health hole that was passed down, an emotional uh, curse that was passed down, a limiting belief that was passed down. Why A reason why a lot of families struggle with poverty because a limiting belief of wealth and the reason why a lot of people struggle with wealth because a limiting belief of humility. There's a lot of things that's been passed down by families keeping families from flourishing and it's a spiritual warfare tool the enemy has implemented or installed in these families to keep the family stagnant and useless to god so generation one of the, the generational cause or a generational cause to the generational curses is spiritual warfare number two inherited sin humanity inherited a sinful nature from the disobedience of adam and eve this inherited sinfulness is believed to contribute to generational curses. Inherited sin, the fallen self, our fallen nature is used to perpetuate generational curses. But because a person has is not living a repentant life, it's not allowing their life to be sanctified through the sanctification of the Holy Spirit. Now they're entertaining other spirits and now they're allowing sin to fluster or fluster. Because they feed the sin. I said this in another video. I said, whatever you feed most leads most. And a lot of people, their sin nature is leading them. And so because it inherited sin from Adam and Eve, now that's one of the things used to perpetuate generational curses. Number three, territorial spirits. Territorial spirits or demons that exert influence over specific regions or families it is believed that these entities contribute to generational curses by maintaining a stronghold over families and passing down negative influences. Territorial spirits, the same spirit that was governing your grandma is governing, has governed your mom and is now trying to govern you to then try to govern your seed after you. They're territorial. The demons, when Jesus was dealing with the man who had the legion of demons, 
The demons did not want to leave the area because they're territorial. They said, don't cast them, don't punish us for the time, put us in the pigs. They didn't want to leave the area. So territorial spirits or demons exert influence over specific regions of family. So we can see not just only regions, but families. Right now, if I was to say, what's the demon over San Francisco, what would you say? What is the demon over Atlanta? What would you say? What is the principality over Atlanta? The principality over Vegas? The principality over San Francisco? The principality over New York? The principality of whatever city? You can you can guarantee there's a territorial stamp demonically over that region. Now, let's get to the family. Look at your family. What are the main tendencies of your family? That tendency was to, was to was reveal to you the territorial demon that's at work in that family. And do you think they want to not be in that family's life? Now, the good thing about it, the one part of the family tree can be cursed and the other side of the family tree can be blessed. See, a tree, the, the uh, branches, this branch can be dying, but this branch can be alive. It's all based upon how they connect to the vine. So just because the tree has cursed branches doesn't mean your branch has to be cursed. And so you can determine, hey, these territorial spirits will not be over my life. It said it is believed that these entities contribute to generational curses by maintaining a stronghold over families and passing down negative. Now, what does that mean? Maintaining. They want to maintain the stronghold in your families. They want to maintain. Now, what's a stronghold? Now, a stronghold is a double. I'm going to give you a double analogy. A stronghold in one regard is an area in your life that's holding you back. There's there's uh, uh, no holes, weak holes, mild holes, and strong holes. I have a book that talks about that, and I'm going to post it right now, plug it in right now. This book right here, I talk about the purpose of freedom, how to untie strong, uh, how to untie strong, uh, how to untie soul ties, uproot strongholds. So get this book right here. It goes more in depth. But there's no holes, light holes, mild holes, strong holes. That means that's a thing or an area in your life that's holding you back from a, a, from from the areas you desire to be. Now, another stronghold is militarily. In the military, there's an occupancy or vacancy that now is occupied. So, for instance, if 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 an enemy wants to uh, get closer to a particular area, they'll find empty places in a, in a, in that area to occupy. So now they have a stronghold because now they found a, a, a facility in the middle of a city that can now give them where they can raise the flag and say, okay, we now own this area. And so enemy, the enemy demonically is looking for areas in your life that's vacant. Areas in your life that is getting closer and closer to the resources of your spirit man. I said this in many videos. Your spirit man holds your talents, your giftings, your personality, those three things. So they occupy strongholds in the soul to gain a, a, a balance or imbalance from the kingdom. So right now there's areas in your soul that has the God flag lifted and a devil flag lifted. So there's now you have to ask yourself, how much of the real estate of my soul is occupied by the Holy Ghost? See, the thing about it is right now we are, we are completely full of the Holy Spirit, but we're not completely filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, what does it mean? Right now, you and I who are saved and sealed by the precious blood of the Lamb, 
we have the fullness of the Godhead in us. We don't, we don't, we don't, we're not at 20% uh, of the Holy Spirit. And every day we add in a percentage. No, the Holy Spirit, half of those spirits are outside of you waiting to, to come in you, right? The Holy Spirit is fully in you. But we haven't allowed the fullness of the Holy Spirit to fill all of us. So there are certain areas or rooms in our lives that, the, that we have yet to allow the Holy Spirit to occupy. And so those areas still got devil flags lifted, strongholds flag, like they're, they're territorial over that area. Do you think the devil really wants to let go or the demon in your life really wants to let go of that lust in your heart? Because he knows that lust is a stronghold against you. Do you think that that you think the demon is just gonna uh, relinquish the pride in your in your heart? Do you think he's just gonna release that that unresolved issue, that trauma? Do you think he really wants that to be released? But but the more you allow the Holy Spirit to increase your understanding of what you're facing, to then have you utter the confession needed, and and the repentance lifestyle required, then he can occupy that area. For you to no longer be uh, 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 demonically controlled in the area. So this is deep. That's why holistic success is so important. That's why I created that coaching program. Because a lot of people, they're not fulfilling at a high level. Because they're not, they don't have an awareness in every level. It says, it is believed that these entities contribute to generational curses by maintaining a stronghold over families and passing down negative influences they are meticulously governing the passing down of certain things they want you to be diabetic like your mama was diabetic like your grandma was diabetic they want you to have heart issues like because they know that we are people that mimic patterns that mimic habits and some of these things i'm not sitting there saying the devil's like all in all this. some of it's just our choices but they've been influenced because because i'm not saying uh, uh, it's not always, oh, I woke up and now I want to be diabetic, or I woke up and want to have heart disease, or I woke up to want to be lustful, or I want to woke up, I woke up and be prideful. No, there's some deep-rooted issues, trauma, that, traumatic issues that was caused by poor parenting, poor decisions, or poverty, and now it's engrafted, engraved in you in a particular way, cause you to live a particular way, that when your child watches you, now your child is cussing, now your child is smoking. Now your child is, is obese. Now your child is money hungry. Now your child is selfishly ambitious. All because they're watching these certain habits pass down because they do not want families. Let me tell you something about a healthy family. The cornerstone of any society is the structure of the family. The, the foundation or the structure of the family is the man. When the man is not in the home or when a man is not being a man, the family's fractured. When the family's fractured, the neighborhood's fractured. When the neighborhood is fractured, a city is fractured. When a city is fractured, a region can be uh, fractured. When a region is fractured, a, a, a state can be fractured. When a state is fractured, the regional states are fractured. When regional states are fractured, a nation is fractured. And so when you begin to think about the man, and who the whose hands the man is in to, to patch up those fractured areas, those holes in the area, then the family can be whole, then a neighborhood can be whole, then a city can be whole, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. 
So they understand how to fracture a society by fracturing a man. That's why they flip the images of a man. Now, now look at preachers now. Look at most men now. They're feminized. And look at the, 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 uh, the, the characteristics of women now. They're masculine. The enemy works in perversions. So if I flip it, then I can flip the home. And if I flip the home and, own, and people just live in houses, but they haven't created homes, then I can destroy a nation. For Tom's sake, we'll keep going. But I have some other things like uh, deception and temptation. Satan is often associated with deception and temptation. In the context of generational curses, it is believed that Satan deceives or demons deceive individuals into engaging in sinful behaviors, which then contribute to negative patterns passed down through generations. And so now let's talk about a generational cure. How can we cure these generational curses? Let's define what a generational cure is. A generational cure is or refers to intentional efforts. I love this because a lot of modern day Christianity has been desires and not disciplines. It takes intentional efforts. Don't We're not talking about sitting there and praying all day. We're not sitting there saying because people, they pray for stuff they're not willing to prepare for. God wants us to mix within our prayers a mixture called preparation. Because preparation proves you really want your prayers answered. If you pray to God for a particular thing, your efforts in the direction of preparation proves that you truly want that request. A generational career refers to intentional efforts and positive practices implemented across successive generations, successive, I'm sorry, generations within a family to break, to break, shatter negative patterns and promote healing and foster over, over all well-being. So in order to infuse within curses that could be trying to pass down to you from an original standpoint or trying to create an additional curse that's added on top of the curse package that will be inherited by your children's children, you have to be intentional with your efforts and mix with it positive practices, biblical principles, changing and repenting, <laughs> confessing and, and progressing, right? Implement it across Success generation. So right now you can change it. Like, like a poor, you may have come, you may have came from a impoverished family, but a impoverished family have to come from you. You may have came from a pornographic family, but a pornographic family have to come from you. You may have came from a person with false ideals about prosperity, but that don't have to come from you. You may have came from a family that has obesity and dietary issues, but that type of family don't have to come from you. And so now we have to be intentional right now. When I remember when my wife told me to go into the bathroom because she took the pregnancy test and she sent me in to the bathroom to see what the test results was going to be. I knew one or two things going to happen. I'm going to leave this bathroom. She's not pregnant. She's going to be upset. She come out and she's pregnant. She's going to be elated. Either way, I saw on the pregnancy test pregnant. I said, we pregnant, even though that as ignorant as that sound, we, we are, she was pregnant, but the pregnant responsibility we have. And so while she was dialing mom's number, my mom and her mom's number, I'm sitting on the edge of my bed in reflection mode to the point that my wife and them was laughing at me on FaceTime talking about, look at Josh, Josh is stunned. But the whole time I was thinking, man, it's time, <laughs> but it's been time. Before my wife, when my wife got married, this verse gripped me that a wise man leaves inheritance to children. So I made adjustments in my life 
So I don't have to adjust on the fly. The Bible, not the Bible, but a, a, a principle in the world today says, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. And so when I began to think about that on the edge of that bed, I was like, man, there is going to be a, a, here's my child. <laughs> here's my child. My child is conceived. And so when I began to think about that, I said, what will she receive? And so then I had to make adjustments saying, man, I just can't just live any kind of way. I can't just think any kind of way. Every day she looks at me, I just smile at her. It don't matter how I smile, because I know smile, smiling at a child brings confidence in a child. It releases chemicals in that body that creates, that helps with her development. So I've already made that adjustment. I, the basketball players in my school, they're like, hey, Mr. Ezzy, why don't you come hoop with me anymore? Because I said, man, I can't leave the house before she wakes up and come home before she wakes up, come home before she, while she sleep, then she'll never know who I am. So with that mentality and also with my wife, if she comes in this room right now and say, hey, if she gets in this chat right now and says, hey, Josh, I need to talk to you right now. This live is over. I had to think about my children's children. I kissed my wife before I kissed my daughter. I'm setting the precedence. And so when you begin to think of your children's children, you will think at the detail level. Then you'll be able to say, I they don't matter because I was sitting at the edge of my bed. I'm like, man, I didn't grow up with a father present in my home. Me and my dad are great right now. I'm not saying my dad's a bad da a dad, but I'm saying he wasn't in the home. So I didn't visibly see what a husband was like. I didn't visibly see what a father was like. But God comforted me, letting me know, hey, I've made crooked paths straight. I'm the one that go before you. I'm the one that's already in year seven of your daughter's life, already helping you with that insecurity. I'm already at year 14, already present. God is already present in, in the presence of me one day being a presence of my child at different stages of life. But I got to be in position mentally saying that, Father, I'm going to be wise. And wisdom in there, wise does not mean knowledgeable. Wise means skillful. A skillful man, a man who's who's skillful spiritually, skillful, I'm talking about women too, uh, skillful emotionally, skillful mentally, skillful physically, skillful financially, skillful professionally, leaves an inheritance, a holistic one, not just monetarily, not just financially, but leaves a whole inheritance. And so a generational cure refers to intentional efforts and disciplines and positive practices, biblical practices, principles practiced, implemented across every area of one's life to break negative patterns and promote healing and foster overall well-being. Branches says, is skillful was Solomon? Yes. Solomon was skillful. He wasn't just knowledgeable. Wisdom in that text means that he was very skilled. Wisdom is skill. Wisdom is not knowledge. Because a lot of people, the Bible says the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. The more I fear God, the more skillful I become. The more skillful I am in my words. The more skillful I am in emotional intelligence. The more skillful I am. That means actions. Wisdom is applied knowledge. Knowledge is not power. Applied knowledge is power. So wisdom is the application of one's knowledge, which over time will create that skill. Great question, my friend. My friend, my cousin says, good explanation on the Holy Spirit, because, amen, God gets the glory, my cousin. Now, how to cure, real quick, I got to go on Instagram, how to cure generational curses. 
And also make sure you hit look at the description box below. Facebook, YouTube, I have a worksheet for you. Go ahead and get the worksheet together. It's going to help you in this area. And if you need mentoring in this area and you're ready to invest in yourself and you really want to patch up the holes in every area of your life so that you can hold the important things in your life, then uh, uh, I know you guys uh, just message me below mentor. And then I will send you. I should have posted a mentor link. Let me see if I got the mentor link. Mentoring link. Here we go. If you need coaching or mentoring in this area and you want to dedicate six months to a year in this particular area, not just generationally, but also uh, in every area so that you can uh, reach for a true fulfillment or a high fulfillment, then I have a mentoring program available now. If you really want someone to walk with you and you experience the transformation of being a person that can dominate and execute a high level in every area without compromise, then I have a fulfillment program for you. And so if you want mentoring, reach out to me there. So let's get right into uh, uh, how to cure generational curse, C-U-R-E, cure. Number one, you must confront the past, confront it. Whatever you, whatever you do not address will undress you. Whatever you do not address now will undress you later. So you have to confront it. You don't want that generational curse to undress you in front of your children, undress you in front of in front of bosses and opportunities and in the marketplace. To break generational curses, start by confronting the past. Identify patterns, behaviors, or issues that have persisted through generations. Face these challenges head on, acknowledging their existence and the impact of the family. You have to be honest with yourself. This is not helpful. These patterns, these behaviors, these unresolved issues that has been persisted throughout my family's life or has been created in me newly from my experiences, from their curse and how they handle the curse, curses, I got to face it head on. You have to understand the roots. Delve deep into understanding the roots of generational curses. Explore family history, traumas, or unresolved issues that may have laid the foundation for these patterns. Understanding the origins is crucial for effective healing. So you got to understand the root because if you don't have the root, if you don't, if you don't change the root, you can't change the fruit. People love to try to say, "Oh, I cut off the pornography, or I cut off the adultery, not adultery, but I cut off the uh, whatever visible sin." Oh, I, I'm cutting this off. I'm going on a 21-day fast against this particular outwardly expressed sin. But they never dealt with the root sin. They didn't take time to understand why that sin is thriving in their life. But when you go underneath and find the root of why your family's like that, it creates an empathy, it creates an understanding, and it creates number three, or a release and repentance for healing. Forgiveness is a powerful tool for breaking generational curses. Now you can forgive your mom for what she did. And in what she did, whether verbally or non-verbally, that's affecting you, that's now causing you to adapt or adopt, or to create an additional curse that's now packed within the regular curses that's going to be passed down. Now you're able to forgive. Because now you now you understand the root issue and you're confronting it. You have to make a decision to confront it. Then you have to take time to understand it. And then you got to release and then repent. Forgiveness is a powerful tool for generate breaking generational curses. Release any resentment, 
anger or bitterness towards individuals who may have played a role in perpetuating these cycles or these consequences. So you got to forgive that person that created that cycle or kept that cycle going that caused you to experience the consequences of their cycles that caused you to either adapt or adopt their cycles or create an additional cycle that's negative as well. You got to forgive them. You got to release any resentment, anger, or bitterness towards these individuals who may have played a role in perpetuating these cycles. Next, repentance. Alongside forgiveness is not about condoning, but freeing yourself from the negative energy. Repentance is a spiritual legal act that through the Holy Spirit then uh, uh, materializes or manifests throughout your emotional and physical realm. It's not about condoning, but freeing yourself from the negative energy. Acknowledge any personal contributions to negative patterns. So now you got to go. Now, now you done forgave them. Now you got to allow yourself to be fixed. Now you got to forgive yourself. Now you have to acknowledge any personal contributions to negative patterns and seek genuine repentance for a comprehensive healing process. Deep Genuine repentance leads to a comprehensive or, or, or holistic healing process. Now, every area begins to be healed because you repented deeper. If you repent shallow, you get a shallow return. You repent deeper, you get a deeper and broader return. So when you deal with the root issue of why you have that issue and you confront your contributions, then you won't be walking around like, oh, it's my mama's fault. It's my dad's fault. No, man. You condoning, you're you're you not releasing, you're not forgiving, you are a contributor. You are a contributor to the curse, and now you're gonna pass that curse down to your kids' kids, masked in excuses, masked in uh, uh, uh undealt with issues. This is good teaching, Holy Ghost. This is good. I'm glad you're using me to do it. Acknowledge any personal contributions to negative patterns and seek genuine repentance for a comprehensive now. E establish new patterns. C Confront the past. You understand the rules. R, release and repent. E, establish new patterns. To break the curse, intentionally establish new patterns and behaviors. This involves making conscious choices to create a positive, healthy environment for yourself and future generations. Focus on building resilience, strength, and positive habits. You and I have to establish and invest in breaking these curses, establishing new patterns and behaviors. That means I have to be conscious about my choices. I have to be conscious. I got. I can't just, listen, certain things had to die in my singleness. They couldn't be carried over into my marriage. There's certain things that had to be, that has to die every year in my marriage so they won't be passed on to year six of my marriage. Now that we're in year six. Some things have to been dead or things that I'm more conscious I am, the more the Holy Spirit reveals new things. You Listen, the thing about spiritual growth is you're never spiritually grown. <laughs> you're always spiritually growing. And so the more you feel the Holy Spirit, he'll begin to reveal to you, yo, you might want to stop eating this because this may be a weakness to your daughter. You may want to stop uh, saying these type of phrases because it may cause you see what I'm saying? And some of the things we say in our families, some of the things that we do in our families are curses. 
And it may not have been demonically stamped. It's just ignorance. It's just influence of culture. It's just all these different things that we just allow. Now your kids cursing. Now, now your kids saying these different phrases. Now your kids are lazy like you're lazy. Now your kids don't believe in their dreams because you never built on your dreams. Now your kids are pursuing these different things, false uh, uh, worship. In, in Christendom because you don't know how to create a culture of biblical literacy in your own home? I pray this video was a blessing to you. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for watching this far. If you watch this far, man, you're part of the 1%. This means you really want this. And so if you're in a position right now where this video resonates with you and you want to go deeper, go ahead and look at the link in my description box and download the worksheet. This worksheet is going to give you a better understanding about generational curses and et cetera, and help set the foundation uh, for you uh, um, to ensure that you have a generation that, that thrives beyond you. And if you really need mentoring in this area and you want holistic success and you want to, now that you saw that, oh man, I got some generational holes, man, if coach revealed to me these generational holes, what holes do I have in my personal life? Emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually. Oh man, what holes do I have in my relationship skills? Like, what holes do I have professionally? And, and what holes do I have when it comes to any of my <clears throat> any area of my life? And if you want to go deeper into this, and you want to uh, 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 um, to be a part of a, a movement, a culture, a community of higher fulfillment, where our our children's children's are blessed because of your commitment, then also. Um, Check out that mentoring link there. I'll post it again for those who's watching live and is interested. But you, this mentoring program is for those who are willing and able to invest in themselves, who are willing to. I'm only accepting about 10 to 15 people in this program because I'm going to be walking with them for six to 12 months, helping them reach a higher level of fulfillment. And so we, I'm looking for people who's willing um, to invest in themselves and, and understand personal development and they want to grow holistically for God's opportunities. They don't want to be on the sidelines no more. They don't just want to be uh, professionally successful, but trash in other areas. <laughs> and so if that resonates with you, uh, uh, hit that link, mentoring link below, and uh, you'll see, uh, just fill out the application, see if you qualify for the program, and uh, we'll get you in, and we'll be starting January 8th. Uh, and if you're watching this beyond January 8th, it's a program that you can, can that you can jump in at any time because it's, it's a year, six months to a year program. And so I look forward to serving you all. And if you're struggling with your mindset and you want mental clarity, you want to be mentally confident, you want to be mentally creative, you want to be mentally consistent, and you want to be mentally compensated for your ideas, then check out my Resilient Mindset program. It's a, mind, it's a program that will transform you in three months or less. You can look at the testimonials on my website and see how people were immediately uh, or were uh, dramatically transformed in three months or less. Working with someone expedites the process. So if you want to fulfill higher quicker, mentoring and coaching is the key. If you want to be mentally uh, supercharged and changed and shifted to the point to where you're sculpting in life from your mind, that's one of your most powerful assets, you can get it done quicker in coaching and mentoring. So let me know how I can help and serve you. Uh, my uh, website, all the good stuff is there. Love you all. Check out my other resources. I'm going on Instagram. If you want to join me on Instagram, I'm talking about spiritual growth. I think the uh, I did a poll on uh, Instagram. Let me see what they want to do. So I do, I'm doing a poll probably every day to see what they want me to talk about. Let's see what, what won. Oh, spiritual growth won. I had a poll, whether it was mindset, entrepreneurship, spiritual growth, or purpose. And so since I saw spiritual growth was winning, I already got a worksheet for them. And so in that video, I'm going to talk about spiritual stagnation and how to spiritual growth. So if you want to hop on Instagram, follow me on Instagram. My coach, Josh. 
Oh, look me up, Joshua Ezzy. Love you all. Check out my latest uh, resource uh, books, Mindset, um, no, Multipurpose. My, oh, can't, I almost told you my, my 11th book. Anyway, Multipurpose, How to Find and Fulfill Your Purpose in Life. Uh, purpose is multiple. Uh, if you struggle with soul ties and strongholds, this book, The Purpose of Freedom, will be a great book for you. Um, if you want to make sure that you're not entertaining a counterfeit, but only entertaining God's counterpart, this book, Counterfeit a Counterpart, will be a great resource for you. Uh, facts over feelings. If you struggle with your feelings, you want to get back to feeling your purpose. This would be a great book for you. The Wholeness Journal is a great book for those who want to understand wholeness deeper. This book, Wholeness Journal and Multipurpose, is where my new programs were birthed from. Um, if you want to better understand your singleness and find the purpose of it, the purpose singles will be a great book for you. Dating Preps, a good book for singles, people currently dating, those are married, questions, non negotiables, fun activities to keep that dating spark alive. If you have a young person and you want them to have wise proverbial sayings to help them start their art early, start their purpose early, this book, as he says, as and for students I serve, be a great book for them. And if you struggle with spiritual warfare, this book, World War Me, How to Win the War Within, be a great book for you. And if you want to support what I do and support our mentoring programs, um, you can donate, you can give today, uh, donate as well. We uh, appreciate generosity in advance. Or if you just want to support this channel, you can also do that as well. Love y'all. Y'all be blessed. See some of y'all on Instagram. See some of y'all on the program. Um, I can't wait to help you guys uh, uh, grow holistically in a deeper way for God's optimal use in a, in a magnificent way. Love y'all. Y'all be blessed. Peace.